Hello and welcome back to the Anesthesia Thrive Guide. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Mirko Mostagimi. Remember when you first learned about arterial blood gases in medical school and you were thinking, I'll probably never need this in real life? Well, here we are. So when and why do we get an ABG? First things first, let's tackle on when we should order an arterial blood gas, or ABG for the cool kids. Now, for those who weren't paying attention in class, or maybe just buried under a textbook, an ABG is a blood test that measures the level of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the blood, as well as the acidity or pH. In the operating room, consider ordering one during major surgeries, especially those involving large fluid shifts or potential for major blood loss. Think thoracic, cardiac, or vascular surgeries. Another example would be prolonged surgeries. The longer the surgery, the more chance of things to get interesting, especially when you've been mechanically ventilating these patients for hours. And the third scenario would be when patients have compromised pulmonary function. Because let's be honest, if your patient's lungs were a car, you'd want to check the oil frequently. Now, moving on to the second home, the ICU. When do we order an ABG here? Well, for one, critically ill patients, because even though they've already been admitted, their conditions can change fast. Uh, another example would be routine checks for patients on mechanical ventilation. It's like checking that oil in that aforementioned car. You got to make sure that it's not about to see smoke. This will make sense in a minute. And three is assessing acute changes. If a patient suddenly feels short of breath or the oxygen saturation drops, stat ABG. And now let's talk about reporting the lab values. This is the meat and potatoes, or for vegetarians, the tofu and potatoes. When that ABG result comes back, it'll include pH, the measure of how acidic or alkaline blood is. Remember, 7.4 is the magic number. Less than 7.35, call it acidic. More than 7.45, alkaline. Easy, right? Another thing is PaCO2. This is the partial pressure of carbon dioxide. Imagine CO2's own little party and how pressurized it's feeling. And then there's PaO2, the partial pressure of oxygen. This gives you an idea of the oxygenation status. And then there's HCO3, or bicarbonate level. Think of this as the body's natural tums helping balance out the acid. And then, of course, sometimes on these reads, they have the base excess or deficit. This is the body's buffer, if you will. It tells you how much you need to add or remove in order to normalize that pH. Now, a quick word from our humor sponsor. If PaO2 and PaCO2 were at a party, PaO2 would be the life of the party, while PaCO2 would be in the corner adjusting the music volume to keep everyone comfortable. Okay, so now that we've talked about the different things that are printed out on that slip of paper, let's talk about some abnormal results and our response. Sometimes the numbers are a bit off, like when you're trying to split the restaurant bill with too many med students. Here's how we're going to handle it. I'm going to present a few different scenarios. You can pause as soon as I present it, and you can think about what that means, or you can just listen through, however you like. Low PaO2. This means that the patient is not getting enough oxygen, considering increasing the FiO2 or PEEP. If in the OR, make sure the tube isn't misplaced. High PaCO2. This indicates hypoventilation. Maybe your patient needs a little bit more respiratory support, or if they're on a ventilator, maybe you need to adjust those settings again. Low PaCO2. This could mean hyperventilation. Take a closer look at your patient. 
If they're anxious, maybe some sedation or pain control is in order. If mechanically ventilated, again, adjust the settings, the respiratory rate. Acidic pH and a high PaCO2. This combination screams respiratory acidosis. Check the ventilator settings or if in the OR, assess the depth of anesthesia. Alkalotic pH with a low PaCO2. This is respiratory alkalosis. They're blowing off the CO2 so you lose the acid. Again, delve into the anxiety or pain issues and check the ventilator settings as well. And don't forget about the mighty bicarb. If it's high or low, it'll give you clues about metabolic alkalosis or acidosis. All right, everybody, before we sign off, it's time for some high-yield pimp questions of the day. Get ready to impress those attendings of yours. Here's the first question. Imagine you get an ABG result and it shows high PaCO2, a normal bicarbonate, but a decreased pH. What is the scenario typically referred to as? And the answer is acute respiratory acidosis. That's right. Chronic respiratory acidosis typically comes with an elevated bicarbonate level due to the renal compensation. So if you see normal bicarb, think acute. And here's the second one. If a patient has a PaCO2 that is below 60 millimeters mercury and the FiO2 is greater than 60%, what life-saving treatment might they be a candidate for? And the answer to this question is not a slam-dunk clear-cut answer because you still have to evaluate the patient, but you can consider ECMO, or extracorporeal membrane oxygenation. It's a way of providing respiratory and cardiac support to patients whose heart and lungs can't function effectively on their own. It's an advanced therapy, but a real game-changer for critically ill patients. And not all hospitals have it, but more and more are having it, so it's good to know about. And once again, I'm not saying this is a slam-dunk answer for ECMO, but at these levels, I would mention that this is a treatment modality. Well, there you have it. I hope you got them right, and if not, now you know. Store those in your mental vault for the next time you go to the OR or the ICU. A little knowledge can go a long way, especially when it keeps you from getting pimped. And there you have it, ABG's Decoded. And hopefully, you're feeling a little bit more confident next time you're handed one of those printouts. Just remember, we're basically trying to balance a chemical equation in the body. And sometimes, we need a little bit of a nudge. And now for real this time, keep breathing easy, stay curious, and until next time, Stay thrived. You've been listening to the Anesthesia Thrive Guide.